everyone. Welcome back to Corn to Norm. Hi, guys. It's Liv. And this is Zoe. And welcome back. We are so excited to be back. I feel like it's been a really long time since we filmed. Just like a little bit. I mean, we I had my spring break and then we took a little bit of time off. We're back on that posting schedule, back on that grind, back and ready to give everyone just a little sneak peek into what we've been thinking about recently and continue our diary. I'm really excited to be back. I feel like there's just been a lot going on in both of our lives with spring break. My family visiting, you visiting. There's just, there's just been a lot going on. You on your trip. I just feel like there's been so much going on that we've been, I don't know, neglecting the podcast a little bit, or at least I feel like I have been. Well, that's okay because that's what this is about. It's about finding balance, figuring out what we exactly want to do. Um, and this is something that I really care about. So I'm excited to be uh, chatting once again with you, Zoe. It's really yeah. great uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Zoe and I always do a little debrief of how our week is going so far when we film. And there's plenty of tea, not dropping <laughs> yet, just some stuff, you know, we're trying to figure out as we're navigating our last going to be a month of college. <laughs> you guys are really on the adventure of the last few weeks of us in undergrad. With that being said, Liv, do we want to start with highs and lows? Heck yeah, we do. I'll jump right in, get started. One of my highs, I got to go to Nashville with my mom for spring break. Loved it. Got to spend a lot of time with her. Um, got to see a lot of a bunch of historical places as a history teacher. It was really great because we're actually going over World War II right now. So we got to see a lot of memorials. We got to go to a cemetery. Um, I got some really good photos. A couple of my students really enjoyed talking about that. And then my low has got to be, despite the fact that I love my kids, going back to school. I'm grinding it out. I have going on three weeks left. So just trying to push through, uh, and then that'll be it for me. But I think the low is just like with the weather being so nice outside, I really wish I was outside rather than stuck in a classroom. So I can really relate to my students in that notion. How about you, Zoe? Yeah, uh, Liv, I'm so excited for you to come back. For those of you that don't know, Liv is moving back into 1004. After <laughs> she is done student teaching. I'm so excited for Liv to be in the same building as me again. Usually when we're like living together, she comes and wakes me up every morning with like a little Good morning debrief. So definitely really excited to have that again. I think that my high for this week is going to have to be, I think that I'm feeling a lot of like changes in my life and I'm excited for, I think what's coming. I'm, I'm really starting to get excited for the next stage of life. I think that's been a huge high in my life just recently in general. I think I'm getting to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm experiencing my last everything of undergrad and I'm really making the most of it. So I'm proud of myself for that. I think my low is going to have to be just saying goodbye to a lot of things. I think there's been, this is like a really good transition into what we're talking about today, but getting rid of some relationships in life that are, you know, maybe not so healthy. And I think it's kind of a hard thing to grasp. So I think that's going to be my low is kind of sorting out, you know, things and saying goodbye to a lot of things from undergrad things and people. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I think it's really tough. We're at that stage where we're figuring out our next steps and that can be really intimidating. And as Zoe was saying, our topic for this week is going to be draining relationships. Now we're not just talking romantic ones. We're talking friendships. We're talking, um, whether it's like with your personal experiences with your family. And then moreover, the relationships and situationships that you experience in a day-to-day life and what effect they have on you as a person and like how, what you choose to do moving forward and how you navigate them so that you are not uh, putting yourself in a p- position where 
you do not have control over your own life. Biggest thing that we're talking about today when we're talking about these relationships is codependency. I think especially at this age, we're learning how to be good friends, how to be good partners. That's a huge part of, I think, your early 20s. And and I think, you know, both of us have had some personal experience with romantic partners and with friendships that have been draining relationships. And that's, it's definitely a hard thing, I think, to navigate. So I guess maybe we should start by defining like, what is codependency and how does it affect you? Yeah. So codependency, you know, just relying on someone else to kind of meet your needs as a human, right? So I want everyone to take a moment, close your eyes. My eyes are now closed and think about a person in your life that you feel like you can't live without. Now, I'm not saying your typical everyday best friend, like she's been my best friend since sixth grade. I don't know what I do without her. Like she's my rock. That's not who I'm referring to. I'm referring to someone where you feel like without them, your life would literally kaput and fall apart. And I want you to kind of think about it through a way of how do th- how does this relationship actually impact your life? And is it impacting your life in a positive way, right? So for example, something that we want, we talked about a little bit is the fact that right now we're at this stage in our lives where we're living with other people. So I find myself kind of codependent on the people I live with, right? Like <laughs> not in a bad way, but uh, I mean, it's going to be hard living apart. It's going to be hard to maybe move out and live on your own and be by yourself. Yeah. I think codependency is really interesting. And I think also a lot of times, especially in our society right now, it's, you know, oftentimes made light of, but it can be like a serious issue. So I think some really interesting advice that I got kind of recently was when you like someone and I, the advice, the context that I got it in was in a romantic sense, but this I think applies to friendships as well. But It's, you know, when you like someone, do you actually like them or do you like, you know, the attention that you're getting from them? Do you like that person's company or do you like just having company? And I think that's a really important distinction that you have to make in a lot of times, especially at our age when we're, you know, figuring out like what relationships look like, what you want from, you know, romantic relationships and from friendships. Um, I think those can be really hard distinctions. That's something I think I found myself asking myself a lot more recently is what am I actually gaining from this? But also like, what do I actually like about this person specifically? And my friend, like she was, that was giving me this advice was saying like, you know, I really, I really appreciate that. Like, Zoe, you're so driven and it makes me feel inspired to be around you because you're so driven. And she's like, that's an example of, you know, that I really appreciate this thing, this quality about you that makes me better. And she was like, but saying that, you know, maybe I like, that they make me feel comfortable. Like maybe that's not necessarily something somebody else couldn't make you feel, if that makes sense. No, I agree with you. And I think almost that sense of comfort that you're talking about, um, it can lead us to falling into really dangerous traps when it comes to codependency. It can lead you to potentially like losing your drive or sense of self or who you want to be because you are really enamored in this other person or really wrapped up in this other person, right? Like, When we think about it in terms of romantic relationships, this is what I'm going to just touch on for a second. It might go to you potentially stopping pursuing your hobbies because you're always preoccupied with this other person. What are they doing? When's the next time I'm going to see them? Am I going to see them for breakfast? Am I going to see them tomorrow? Um, You might suddenly get stressed out if they're stressed out. If they tell you they have a long day, you're all of a sudden preoccupied. Oh my gosh, like their day's so long. I need to make sure that they're okay. And it's really good to care about other people. Don't get me wrong. But I think that 
when you are always concerned about other people's emotions and you kind of forget that everyone is responsible for how they feel personally, regardless of how other people in their life act, it really can eat away with you as a person. Yeah, I think that's, you know, a really important distinction to make between codependency and just being close to someone. I think codependency is when it, you know, starts to eat away at your life. It could affect it affects who you are and it's changing who you are. You know, like you mentioned, stop doing your hobbies. I think that, you know, you can be close to people, you can care about them, you can care about how their day is going, and you can really like someone like in a romantic way or in a friend way, but it becomes codependency and a problem when you're seeing, you know, that it's obsessive. And that's the problem is, you know, when you can't, when it's, when it's impacting your, like your daily functions, like you can't take a shower without thinking about someone. That's when it's a problem. When you're saying like talking about hobbies, like you lose your individuality almost because you feel like you consistently, like not you feel because at the time you're doing it because like you, you like this person so much, you like their attention, you like what they're, um, kind of bringing to your life in a positive way that you might at times sacrifice your own individuality, whether it means maybe not saying something that you necessarily care about, maybe um, not going out with your friends or spending some time with your friends because you uh, only want to be around someone else. That's what I mean when we're talking about codependencies and like the withdrawal symptoms you feel when you are not around them. Someone brought this up to me. Um, I was listening to uh, a podcast recently by Jay Shetty. And he made a really kind of fine-tuned point that uh, withdrawal symptoms from someone that you are really dependent on can almost feel like an addiction, right? Because when you're not around them or for some weird reason, you have a strained relationship, which is what we'll get to in draining relationships. You feel like you're losing who you are as a person because you have spent so much time and effort and so much brain and willpower and investment into that relationship. And a lot of times I find in my own personal experiences that I'm someone who loves very, very fiercely. I kind of tend to jump into friendships, relationships, all sorts of things I do really head first. Sometimes not really stopping to think, which is something I've been actively working on this year as a person. It's really easy to, when you are in a friendship or when you are in a relationship, to uh, put all your eggs in one basket. And I don't mean in the sense of like looking at other people or like talking to other people or all that stuff. I mean it in the sense of like, you are so devoted because you're like, this person's going to be in my life forever. So I'm going to do everything I can to like be the best version of myself for this person. I'm going to be the best version for myself for this person. But that's the big distinction is when you choose to be, to say, I'm going to be the best version of myself for this person, rather than saying, I'm going to be the best version of myself. So this person can see who I am actually, who they can see like, what makes me, what makes me wake up in the morning every single day? What inspires me to wake up at five 30 rather than six, right? Why I like to go to bed earlier. Why I, for example, um, don't wear white after labor day, things like that. Like those little pieces of your personality almost. And with codependency, you almost lose a little bit of it because um, you can think of it almost as there's those situations. And I've had friendships in the past where if I was not with that one person, everyone would be like, where is X, Y, Z? You're always with her. Where is she? And I 
looking back, I find it a little offensive. Like, why did you have to ask if we were in a pair? Why did, why did you have to ask where she was? Why would you think that I would know where this person is? And what I'll say about this friendship, like she, at this point was my best friend. Um, someone that I spent every single day around, um, we worked together. We, um, had like, like sleepovers. I knew her mom very well, all those crazy things. And I spent every single day of that summer before my senior year of college, always with this person. And, um, I like, you kind of, kind of blend personalities also when you are in these kind of friendships, um, you almost start to pick up characteristics about them that you like and don't necessarily like about them because, um, in case anyone is not aware, you are a reflection of the five people that you are closest to in your life. And Zoe's shaking, nodding her head. She wants to add on to that. Yeah, I think that's something I think about so often. I, I tell Liv this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a friendship that was very, very similar. And I remember people pretty much all throughout high school, I was friends with this girl that I I knew wasn't always a great friend to me. And honestly, like in reflection, I'm sure I wasn't a great friend to her either because I knew it wasn't a friendship that was going to last. But I remember very clearly, like, people would, you know, people would be like, oh, where is she? Whatever. Because like we were, we were such, we were so close. We were attached to the hip. Like, we were two peas in a pod. And then I remember there's this kind of shift moment. Like, around my junior year of high school, there was kind of this shift where people were like, we really want you to come, but you can't bring her. And I remember, like, that was kind of when it had dawned on me this, not only was this not a great relationship for me, it was affecting my other relationships and it was clearly putting several of my other really important, like other really important people in my life, um, putting stress on them because I'm sure that it was hard for them to watch me, you know, not get treated really well by a friend. No, 100%. And I mean, when you are like best friends with someone or you're in a relationship with someone too, and you're spending a lot of time with them, you kind of neglect almost other friendships and other relationships, right? So that codependency kind of starts to almost overtake your entire life. You rely on them as like your source of happiness. And when you're fighting, or if you get into a disagreement about something absolutely random or Everyone has things that um, to another person might tick them off if you do them one too many times. I think, you know, we touched on this a little bit already that, you know, you're a reflection of the five people you spend the most time around. But I think that that's something I, especially with this girl, I think I really, really learned this girl that I was friends with in high school because I learned that the five people you spend the most time with, you not only do you want them to be people that you're proud of, but those negative people also are reflected in you. And I remember like people saying I was so much more fun to be around when she wasn't around, or I was so much more fun to be around when I had not been around her as much. And I remember like, you know, that I had picked up some of her qualities because obviously when you spend a lot of time around someone, you just do. And I think honestly, I still hold a lot of insecurity from this friendship that we still, like that we had. I remember this girl, you know, that there was a lot of times when like in high school, you know, like boys are so sensitive and, you know, when you like someone, everyone, like everyone kind of knows about it. And there were several times where I would say like, oh, I like this boy or like, oh, I think he's really cute. Like, you know, and within a day or two, she was going on a date with them. And that like really, really toyed with my psyche. I feel like I remember just thinking like I was never good enough to be dating these guys or like, you know, getting attention from boys. 
And that was something that was really hard for me, especially I have like a distinct memory of her saying one time that if this one particular guy in our class had liked me, then like, why, like, and I very distinctly remember her saying, why wouldn't someone better like her? And that like, that's messed up. Like five years later, that still sticks with me. I haven't talked to her in years. I haven't seen her even really. That's something like I'm sure has toyed with my psyche in so many ways of, you know, the way I interact with relationships with like romantic partners. Well, yeah. And that goes, that goes straight into the notion of a draining relationship, right? Like, are they being kind to you, right? Are they making fun of you in a kind or cruel way? Are they maybe even saying little comments that you find yourself overthinking and second guessing yourself about, right? Like we are all human and we all have emotions, right? So kind of choosing what to do with those feelings, right? Like maybe resolving them, maybe recognizing them at that at the time that someone said this thing about you, they said it because they actually did not have a good relationship with themselves. So they took out your, their anger almost on you. And they, and they, in a way at that time led you to overthink your thoughts. And I think, unfortunately, I mean, at least from what I've experienced with my friends now and, you know, what I've seen with you and other of our friends is that a lot of times these relationships, they fizzle out, um, which obviously, you know, they do need to end because clearly they're not healthy. And obviously we've only been, you know, in one side of them, but they're not healthy for either party. Like they're like, they're not good. They're not good for development. Like, I think a lot of times these relationships fizzle out, which as they should, but I think it can be really hard to identify when you need to end them because I mean, for me, at least this friendship, like it should have ended two years before it did. And I, I knew that, but I don't know that I had the confidence myself to, you know, define that and, you know, express that that's what I needed. Yeah. And I think that comes a lot, Zoe, from us realizing that you can't not be fully transparent and honest with the room, right? Something I've learned in the past couple months is that transparency is always key to maintaining positive and, um, like mindful friendships and also making sure that you're continuing to grow as a human, right? So if there is something that at this point in your life, you do not feel serves you best being vocal about it, right? If there's a friendship, for example, um, but one of our, our, my, our sisters was talking about the fact that, um, one of her, one of her girlfriends always talks about guys around her. She doesn't have a single other topic to talk about. And that really messes with her brain because she doesn't feel, she feels like the friendship's really one-sided. She feels like all this person wants to do is talk about boys and she doesn't really want to talk about, you know, what inspires her, maybe like how she, how school going, those deeper personal connections that she thought she particularly had with this person. And that can be really, really hard because- as these friendships are fizzling out, like you still want to hold on to this person so bad, right? You still want them to be in your life because you're like, you're a part of my life for such a long time. I have really, really good memories with you, right? But eventually you have to break free of the, of like the notion that like you have to hold on to things just because they at one point served you in one particular season. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really important thing that, you know, as we've gone through undergrad, at least for me that I've realized is I think I have the confidence now to say that relationships are and aren't serving me. While it doesn't always need to be a huge fight, I think it can just be a, you know, 
hey, I think that we just need some like a break in this friendship or in this romantic relationship. And that's okay. Romantic relationships, you know, they get a little bit more messy when you say things like a break, but I think it's really important. And then I think that, it, you know, as we we kind of talked about a little bit that these relationships, they, you know, you shouldn't let them define you, but in a way they, they kind of do sometimes and it, and it sucks. And that's a really hard thing to get over and to allow yourself to get over, I guess. Yeah. And I think that as you like reflect as we, on who you are as a human, like you have to remember that they are still good people deep down. Like I have a firm belief, like you can find the good in every single human on the planet, even like the worst per- person out there has something good in them. And you should really love that good. That's in that person and their character. And you should recognize that as this relationship is fizzling out, maybe like in a couple of years when you're more mature, you'll be able to have a conversation about, you know, why, why like we couldn't be as good of friends at this time, or maybe why this uh, romantic partnership didn't work out. And you're able to kind of move on or maybe get that closure. Not that you always will get the closure that you want, right? Specifically with codependent relationships, they tend to really explode when you least expect them, right? Like, especially if you're having arguments, especially in this draining relationships, if this person is making you physically feel exhausted from the mental gymnastics that you are doing, you might not feel like you ever want to return back to that friendship. And that's completely fine. You do not owe anything to that person. You do not owe anything to that relationship because you can still look back at fond memories, but you have to remember that like, as you grow up, you do move on, you do figure things out, you kind of discover things. And um, like, I'm a believer in like, you can forgive but you don't really forget when you move on and you, or you can never forgive and you can move on. And it just kind of becomes who you are as a human. It kind of defines how you move forward, navigating the next chapters in your life. I think there were two things that you said that I really um, thought were interesting because I, I don't know that I'm always necessarily such an optimist. I don't know that I always do think that there is something good to see in people and I think, you know, these are, this is a double-edged sword for sure, but I think that sometimes it's healthier not to see the good in some people. I think it can help you get over things and it can help you move on faster um, or move on in a more healthy way. Cause I think sometimes, you know, there's, there's a point where seeing the good in people does become a fault. And I think that's something I've, you know, watched you experience for sure. Um, and obviously it's part of the reason I love you. Yeah. But like, I think that for me, at least I'm not always such an optimist. Um, the other thing that you said that I thought was really interesting and that I really, I really do agree with that, um, you don't always have to forgive or forget. Um, I think a lot of times people will say like, oh, you have to forgive, you have to forgive. And I don't think that you always do. I think that you can be past the situation. You can acknowledge that it hurt you and that doesn't make it a forgivable situation. I think that you can not have turmoil with yourself. And I guess for some people that is forgiveness. Um, But I don't think that, you know, you always have to quote unquote forgive someone. To me, that means that you've allowed it to like, like as an excusable behavior. And I, I don't think that always it is. I think that sometimes you can, you can try to move on, but you don't need to always forgive and forget. 
No, I, I, I see what you're saying with that. I think about it. I've been recently reflecting a lot about like a couple of relationships that I've had in high school, specifically one where, um, there's a lot of stuff happening in it. I was really young. Um, you know, um, as you are when you're young and you're in love and you're doing all these things. And for a really long time, I thought I was never going to forgive this person. I really thought I was never going to be able to let go of the pain I felt from that really close and many a times draining friend, uh, relationship. But, um, as I'm getting older and recently I've been thinking about it a bit more, I don't hate this person any, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever hated this person. I don't despise them anymore because I look at it as like, as a part of growing up, mistakes were made. And as a part of growing up, like this person, unfortunately was this trial for me that I had to undo, uh, 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 like endure. Um, and that's okay. And I think if I saw this person on the street now, I don't know if I'd necessarily say hi, maybe like wave if they waved at me, but I don't think I'd go up to them, but I do hope that they're doing well in life because at times you have to remember this person was one of the, these people are some of the closest people in your life. And I mean, I still wish like, for example, this past relationship, the very, very best, like I still hope that he's figuring his stuff out. And I hope that, um, like, I hope that any mistakes that we made on both our ends are looked at and they're viewed equally. And, um, this person's like, oh, I messed up in this way because, um, I did something and it really impacted live. And I hope that I look back and I'm like, well, I wasn't more attentive to these certain needs of this person. Um, and I mean, I was so wrapped up in like a lot of my friends and like getting over it that I like, didn't really stop to really reflect upon it. I guess, more and like more on what I was trying to say too is that I guess you don't always have to forgive I think you can I think that can be a really healing thing but I think there's a lot of narrative and stories like this that you have to and I don't think that you always have to I guess and I think that it depends on the person and it depends on like you know how they view forgiveness how they view the situation um but I think that I guess what I was trying to get at for our listeners is that it's okay either way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, there are friendships right now that Zoe would never let me be friends with them again. Never, ever in a million years would she be like, you can be their friend again. She'd be like, no, this person did not help your life. They did not serve um, your life and best interests. And you did not serve their life and best interests. And it's okay to cut them off. And that's why you also have friends. That's why these positive relationships that you have in your life are super important because they're there. I'm not saying spill the details on like how this one person did you dirty to every single human on like social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, like keep some stuff to yourself, guys. Don't feel like you need to tell the world when someone does you wrong. It is so much better just to silently live your life in peace, knowing that you did everything that you could in that situation. And if someone is lashing out at you, like if someone is not responding to you, if someone, if you feel like, for example, you felt cut off because we spent a lot of time talking about what it feels like when it's mutual or when you feel drained, but what if someone else feels drained and you don't really see where you made mistakes? 
right? You didn't know that you were impacting them in such a way. You don't know. You didn't know that you were causing them to feel that type of way. And it can be really, really, really hurtful to have someone say, I need to take a sip for a friendship when you don't know what you did. And I think that's where communication comes in. Yeah, I think um, there is a sense of, you know, when you care about someone that you can owe them, like you, like, I don't know, I don't think you owe anyone anything, but I think that, you know, when you want to make the repair in the friendship, there, there is a sense of responsibility on both ends to communicate the problems. Because oftentimes I think the other person's not seeing, you know, something, um, I think this is where I guess, you know, the obsession in relationships can come in that um, sometimes, you know, you're so blindsided by what's like right in front of you that you can't even see it. And whether that's, you know, tons of red flags, you know, looking at them straight on, you can't always see them. Um, Or whether that's, you know, that you can't see that you're the one waving the red flag, that you're, you're the problem. Yeah. And I think that this goes, I'll say a little story just because I think it's really important to reflect on your past. I mean, I had a friendship that ended um, not really recently, but in the last couple of years. And I really had no idea what I did. I still don't really know what I did as a person. I never really got an explanation for that. Um, And I really beat myself up for a really long time. Um, kind of like overthinking, wondering what I could have done to change that, missing this person, wishing I could call them when I was on my daily walks, you know, talking to them. And um, like, I recently had a chance to interact with this person again. And once again, this person, very positive human. I cherish the memories I made with this person, but I see now that we are on very different life paths than we than we were at the time. And at the time I did not see that, but this person did. So to those that um, might be struggling with losing a friend or a partner or anyone or a like romantic interest or like a situationship, sometimes the better quote to say, um, and I'm throwing out a lot of quotes today, but um, like, thank you for letting me go, like, like releasing me from that friendship because otherwise I think I would have held on and we would have fizzled out and spiraled out of control, right? Like in this friendship, I don't really know what happened once again. And um, I'll still probably have to sit with myself every single day about that. But like looking back, I've become a lot more aware of, oh, like I had stopped texting this person back. Oh, like the friendship that we had. Um, this is less about codependency, more on just like draining relationships in general. Like I was draining this person and they did not feel like I served their best interests at that, at that time. And for those of you wondering, why are you spilling, uh, this tea live? Like, um, you're making out this person be bad guy. I'm not in this case, I'm making it out to be that I was the person who did not reciprocate in that relationship. And as a result of that, I like, we both kind of lost a friend because we both outgrew each other and that outgrowth is okay because I'm really happy to see that this person's really successful. Like right now they're doing great in life, but, um, we probably would not be close friends if I were to see them every single day now because of how different we are as humans. And for that person, like, I don't think they're listening, but I thank them for letting me go and like 
recognizing when it was time for that friendship to end because I didn't. I've moved on since then and I have friendships I care about very, very greatly. I mean, I'm sitting with someone I care about a lot and I have those people, but um, I wouldn't have been able to if that person hadn't really like stopped it. I think for me, I've also, you know, in the same sense of, you know, not knowing when the time is to let something go or being thankful that it got ended. For me, I think I've wrote out some friendships, you know, throughout, especially throughout high school and then even a few throughout college that I let not be so great because they were situational and I knew that. Um, Like the same girl I was talking about earlier, I, I think I let her stay in my life till the end of high school because it was just easier that way. Um, I didn't want to have a big scene. I didn't want to have to like, you know, have someone to avoid at school. Um, same thing in like my residence hall. Like I didn't want to have to avoid someone in, at like in the cafeteria. Um, and I think that, you know, those situations that can push you out of friendships are also really helpful for that. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, a lot of times these are people you still want in your life, especially when, you know, you're not sure what went wrong. Um, I think for me, I've been in a lot of situations where I, I knew the situation wasn't good for me. Um, but I still, I still enjoyed the time that I spent with them enough that I was fine with it. And I will say like more recently, like I've really started to be almost picky with who I choose to spend a lot of my time with, um, choosing it, choosing to spend time with people that I actually feel make me into a better person actually like inspire me. Like I see drive in them and the want to be successful in whatever capacity that you believe success is. Um, but I see them every single day waking up and being a better person. And I want to be around those people. So it's okay. If you feel like for those of you listening that feel like you're in a friendship right now where this person is not someone you see as a lifelong friend, but maybe you really appreciate them. It's okay to step back a little bit, maybe not even let them know right away, but just recognize that like they're your friend for this time of your life. And you should embrace those memories that you have with them. Or maybe like, you know, that right now they're going through something. So the best thing you can do is um, take a step back because you know, they'll come back to you because they're your lifelong friend. And you know, they need time to figure out their own stuff. And quite frankly, like, if you don't want to put up with the bullshit, it's okay. Yeah, I think, you know, people people always show their true colors and whether they're figuring something out, um, it happens that people, you know, maybe need breaks from each other because of a certain life situation. Maybe, you know, something is going on outside of the friendship. Um, but I think that, you know, especially as we get older, even, you know, when you're wearing, you know, rose colored glasses and things are lovely, like, I think there's a lot of times when you can see what people, what people really want out of a relationship and what their goals are, especially even post the relationship. I think you can see like how their interactions remain, if they remain aggressive, if they remain, you know, trying to wheel you back in. Yeah. And I think that's where like really positive uh, relationships that you have in your life are really important, right? Because those people will sit you down and be like, hey, like this person is causing a lot of stress in your life. Even though you might not feel like they are causing stress, I can see it by your behavior. I can see by the fact that you're not sleeping. Maybe you're um, not eating as much food as you normally are. Maybe you're um, 
like on the inverse, eating a lot of food at night, you know, like things like that. Maybe you're coping in not the best methods, you know, drug, drugs are a big thing, right. For people our age. Um, and that's a coping mechanism, right? Maybe, um, you're running away from the problem by just not talking about it to yourself. Right. And that's where like those friendships that they'll sit you down, they'll be like, Hey, like, this is not good for you. Like I, we have like, we will talk it out. We will make a t-chart diagram and say pros and cons of this person in your life. Pros definitely don't outweigh the cons. So um, you need to take a step back. And then if in a couple of years, you can reevaluate that friendship and be like, actually, there are some pros there. Maybe you'll get coffee with them every once in a while, if you guys happen to both be in town, but otherwise, you know, like you're not going to do that. And that's where like the people that have positive influences on your life that inspire you can be there for you and support you, right? Because a true friend in that case knows that no matter how many times maybe you mess up to like mess up things in your life for yourself without you meaning to, like you still want to be a good person, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, Liv and I have both had to sit each other down and do these things, you know, where it has to be the teacher. And sometimes you really do have to be hit in the face with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that that, I think that it can be really hard to hear from, you know, people that you care about um, that somebody else you care about is doing, is, you know, not making your life positive anymore. Um, But I think with all like time, like with like time heals all wounds, you know, and it, it will get better. And it's just a hard conversation to have, you know, from the friend perspective um, or from the person in the relationship, they're all hard realizations to have. Um, yeah. And also, for example, like something we have to mention too, is like when it comes to being an adult and navigating as we're getting older, like there are going to be friendships where you might only be friends with them for a year. And then you might, uh, for example, spend a little too much time with them. And then all of a sudden you realize, Hey, like our goals do not align in life. And I'm going to respectfully move on from this situation, but you will not be a part of my life anymore. And that's okay. It's okay to also after like hanging out with someone or spending a lot of time with them to be like, you know what? It's okay that this is over now. And you shouldn't beat yourself up for doing what's best for you, right? You shouldn't beat yourself up because you feel like you didn't try your hardest, right? Because end of the day, like if you really cared about this person, um, if the person really made a meaningful impact on your life, you obviously tried your hardest and sometimes things just don't work out. Right. I, you know, one time when I worked at Sam, somebody told me, uh, this, this is kind of like a long winded story to get to where I, where I think about this, but, um, this, this woman that worked at Sam's with me was complaining about her, her boyfriend and I didn't know her very well. And it was kind of an odd situation. And I was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like, I'm sorry, yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, everything happens for a reason. And she stops like dead in her tracks and like looks at me. And I'll never forget this. And like her looking at me and she goes, you know, I don't know that everything happens for a reason. And I don't think I believe that, but everything does happen. And that is something I've that has stuck with me for a really long time. That regardless of what the reason is, there's no reason to sit and contemplate all the reasons of things happening. It happened. And 
your job now is to move forward with the situation at hand and to continue to grow. Um, and that's something that I've, it has really stuck with me that there's no, you don't always need to find the reason who cares if there's a reason or not it happened. And now you have to deal with it. If it was good or it was bad, you you're dealing with it. Yeah. And if, for example, this was a draining relationship, like your peace is way more important than understanding why something happened the way it did. Just let it go. Yeah. Let it go, reflect, take time to think about how it impacted you. Like experience all the emotions, right? If you need to cry, if you need to eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's, you know, let it go and process. And then as you move forward into the next friendships, relationships that you welcome into your life, recognize how you like impacted this person or this, your past and make sure you are learning from maybe mistakes you've made. Cause everyone makes mistakes, right? You're human. You are not going to be perfect. Perfection is literally a made up concept, right? If you spend your entire life and for so long, I did this, I spent my entire life trying to be the perfect friend, perfect girlfriend, perfect daughter, perfect teacher, perfect X, Y, Z. Guess what? Everyone makes mistakes. And you know what? Half the time people don't know when you're making mistakes, only, you know, and if you're really hard on yourself all the time, how are you really going to move on and be better? Right? If you are constantly beating yourself down rather than recognizing, okay, this happened. And I know now how this situation affects me. I know now how this specific uh, type of friendship affects me. And I don't want that to affect me in that way because I'm in control of how I feel. Right. Yeah. I think honestly, for me, I think this episode has been really um, healing to like reflect on some of those relationships where, you know, either. I was maybe not the best friend or where I didn't have the best friends. Um, I know Liv had, you know, kind of a situation we wanted to talk about for, to leave you guys on. In a year from now. And this is like, it's going on social media, but like, honestly, like take a moment and sit. If in a year from now, like you had your dream life, whatever your dream life is, write it down on a piece of paper, um, but find a piece of paper, write down your dream life, right? What is it? Who's in that dream life with you? What are you doing? If in a year you got that promotion that you really wanted, you got accepted into your dream school, right? You stumbled across a partner that like could give you the world, right? And you could give them the world. If you have friendships where you knew that if you had something happen in the middle of the night, they would come get you regardless of how far away they lived. If in a year you had your dream life, why would you be sitting right now why are you sitting right now overthinking these past relationships? Why are you sitting right now still stuck in these draining relationships that are exhausting you, right? Why do you still want these people in your life if they're not actually good for you? Yeah. And that's the great thing about our age is that a year is an eternity. Like everything a year ago today, like everything's different in my life. And Honestly, I'm I'm really thankful for the dynamic life that I've been able to live. Um, I don't even know what the next six months of my life are going to look like. And I think that's kind of the beauty of being this age. And um, I, obviously that comes with, you know, having to navigate friendships, them coming and going. But um, I think it's all part of the beauty of, you know, being young and figuring things out. 
Yeah. And it's the beauty of welcoming new beginnings, right? Welcoming those new friendships that are blossoming, right? Now, all of a sudden you have a new friend that you can hang out with and that might be your new best friend. It might be like your new gym partner. It might be your new buddy, but like, that's the thing. Like you can't close yourself off from experiences just because of the bad ones you've had. You can't close yourself from the idea of forming these lifelong new friendships especially at our age, because you're worried about being hurt or you're worried about um, drama that comes with it. That's a part of life. Yeah. I think, you know, as we move forward, that's the thing is you have to continue to let yourself be open to things. And that's, I think the hardest part of being in relationships, like the, one, like the ones we've been talking about today, is that when you know how badly relationships can hurt you, it's really hard to get into new ones, whether that's friendships um, or romantic relationships. And with that being said, I really encourage everyone that's listening and hopefully future us if we listen um, to make those jumps, to do what you know is right for yourself um, and to let yourself be open to better things. Um, Right. Because if you can love someone that does not fit your life so hard and so if you can love them with such a passion and care about them so much, think about the people that are meant to be in your life and think about how much you can, you can give to them. Right. But yeah, exactly. And I think, I think that's kind of the perfect note for us to end on today is that even after terrible relationships, you can and should um, keep going forward, keep putting yourself out there. Yeah. And don't be afraid, right. Just take it in. Right. And with that being said, I think that closes out episode six now is it oh my gosh of of corn to norm for today as always it's live and this is zoe please feel free to check us out uh let us know what you think of the podcast you can now review it online we'd love to hear some open and honest feedback and we have been listening there are some fun little blurbs coming up post-graduation that we are excited to film and chat about until next time guys have a great rest of your day yeah have a great rest of your day and we will see you in two weeks on corn to norm Bye.